Love them or hate them, Medicare Advantage plans are here to stay. My name's Jay O. I'm the author of Maximize Your Medicare. The new edition is out now in ebook format. The paperback edition, 2022-2023, is due out in April. Days away. There's no question about why Medicare Advantage has become this popular. 45% of the market today going to above 50%, something I wrote in the book years ago. In most locations, you can find $0 premium plans. You do need to be enrolled in Part A and Part B. There are certain Medicare Advantage that even have something called give back, meaning that a portion of your Part B premium can be refunded back to you if you receive Social Security benefits. The most important thing to understand about Medicare Advantage is you need to understand the setup right from the beginning, which means that Medicare Advantage, otherwise known as Part C, replaces basically your Part A and Part B federal Medicare card. The implication here is that the Medicare Advantage company, the insurance company, they get to determine everything, all of it. They get to determine who's in network, who's out of network. They get to determine how much an office visit costs. They get to determine how much an x-ray costs. If your Medicare Advantage plan includes prescription drug benefits, that also is determined by an agreement inside the Medicare Advantage contract, which is ultimately determined by the carrier. The implications of this are powerful. In fact, all of the misunderstanding, the controversy, the negatives that you hear about Medicare Advantage, the war stories, are usually because people did not understand this thing right from the beginning. It's simply that people have not taken the time to fully understand the implications. Crazy people write books about this. You can see across social media platforms, online, other videos, certain persons that say, you know, never Medicare Advantage. I couldn't disagree with that more. There's no such thing as never. Here's a simple example. Do you know how many people in the United States live on Social Security alone? The idea of purchasing Medigap on top of Medicare Advantage is basically a something like $1,200 at the minimum a year to upwards of $2,500 a year and beyond that. That is money that represents groceries to many households. To give you an idea of just how competitive Medicare Advantage market amongst the carriers actually is, in certain locations, the out-of-pocket maximum can be lower than the Medigap premium in a given year. When you add that to the idea that some people live on Social Security alone for retirement, now you can understand why you can't just say never Medicare Advantage or never Medigap. The chance of me telling you never this or never that, zero. It will be entirely dependent on your combination of health, access to healthcare providers, and your financial situations. I'm not sure who to blame. I think it's probably clickbait or the fact that, you know, we have such an extreme society, one where there is no shade of gray. Real life, in my experience, doesn't work that way. It's also the, the source of distortion that you can see in little sound bites. What you'll see is an article to say that if sick, then Medicare Advantage will result in greater bills than Medigap. The answer to that, if you are hospitalized and on an inpatient basis, 
can certainly be yes. Remember what I said, Medicare Advantage Carrier gets to determine the schedule of how much it costs for every service. Let's say you're admitted on an inpatient basis to a hospital. The Medicare Advantage Carrier has determined that the price for that year is $300 a day. You're there for five days, $1,500. Nevertheless, under Medigap, for example, if you're a female 65 years old, depending on where you live, that premium could be on an annual basis $1,200, plus you'd have to pay the Part B deductible. As a result, what you'll find is that Medigap, then, would have been superior to Medicare Advantage, meaning that the total cost is lower, in addition to that, no network. That's only that segment. And this is the problem. This is why I don't really love these videos. You know, I've got to, I've got to like calm down lots of times when I see something that's too extreme. That person may have required every dollar for food and was misperfect. In that instance, it would have been totally rational to try to keep the extra money and accept the financial risk of doing so. It's your money. I'm not there to tell you how you should prioritize your money. I'm very sure I'm not here to tell you never this, never that. It's important to remember that once you enroll or become a Medicare Advantage policy owner, that your ability to switch back to Medigap can be limited. There can be exceptions. There's a 12-month trial right. There are other special enrollment periods which may allow you to get into Medigap without underwriting. You can see the video up on your screen. In addition, you may live in a location which allows additional flexibility to get into a Medigap plan without medical underwriting. That said, the general principle is the idea that once you go into Medicare Advantage, it can be difficult to revert back to Medigap. The idea is the fact that you're paying this extra premium under Medigap in order to maintain the flexibility to go into Medicare Advantage at any point in time. It doesn't run the other way around. And you can easily understand it. Let's just say I had two service contracts with an electrician and one of the service contracts said that all the parts and all the little services change every single year and the other one it doesn't. Which one would you pay for? You'd pay more for the one where everything is known, fixed in stone. That is what Medigap does. In addition to that, the seller doesn't get to change this electrician over here. He doesn't get to modify the contract. Now you as the buyer, you always get to change electricians. Under Medicare, this flexibility to switch sits with the Medigap policy owner, not necessarily with the Medicare Advantage policy owner. Somehow people call this a trap. I just don't believe it's a trap. These are the rules. They are known. It's simply that people have not taken the time to fully understand the implications. The first stop is network. The very first step. You need to understand whether or not your doctor, your hospital, clinics, pharmacies, are in-network and in ideal situations, you want your pharmacies to be preferred networks. The simple reason is cost, meaning that you minimize your out-of-pocket expenses by remaining in the network.
Sometimes the networks, depending on your location, can be excellent. In other cases, the networks are very fragmented. It's very difficult to overgeneralize on saying what locations the networks are great and where they are not. There's literally no rule. I can tell you here in Ann Arbor, networks generally excellent. Simple reason being the UAW has circled the wagons and the doctors and hospitals have known for a very long time that they have no choice but to deal with insurance companies in large numbers. In other locations, which are even more heavily populated than Ann Arbor or Southeast Michigan, for example, you will find fragmentation like you would not believe. Depending on where you live, it is literally network hopscotch. That's what I call it. Meaning that we've got to check, which we will do, every single provider, every single hospital that you want to see in order to try to make sure that the network of people, providers that you want to see, closely matches the in-network provider list in every plan. There are many different types of Medicare Advantage plans, HMO, PPO, HMO, POS, for example. You'll want to know what the very distinct differences will be if you use an in or out of network provider. It's not only the differences in the cost of an office visit or an, an MRI, but in addition to that, you could have different deductibles and out-of-pocket maximums anytime you use an out-of-network provider. Now, I'm just talking about PPO here. PPO, the provider will accept your Medicare Advantage card as long as that provider accepts federal Medicare. Remember that if it's an HMO and you're seeing an out-of-network provider, you could be responsible for 100% of the cost. Let's go back to the PPO example. Remember, this is only for PPOs. Under HMO, you're responsible for the cost. And not only that, but the amount that you would be responsible for doesn't count towards the HMO's annual out-of-pocket maximum. Let's take a quick example. Let's say you use five in-network doctors and then you need to see a sixth doctor who is out of network. Because you've used a combination of in and out of network providers, your out of pocket maximum can be higher. If we go back to the very first statement, you'll also see other controversies that can occur, misunderstandings that can occur when you have a Medicare Advantage plan. Because the Medicare Advantage carrier gets to determine not only the cost, it gets to determine what services you're, you can actually receive. This means prior authorizations. Medicare Advantage Carrier does have the right to require prior authorizations for a particular service. They have the right to deny that service. Do you have the right to appeal? The answer to that is yes. There's a formal procedure for doing so. That doesn't make it pleasant. In the background is a very complicated set of providers and agreements. And to be candid with you, as an advocate for consumers, some of the stuff I don't love. So you remember I told you about network, right? The issue here is the fact that the carriers and doctors' practices are now collaborating with one another. Insurance carrier may own or be in a partnership with a particular hospital or a particular medical practice. For me, this creates certain conflicts of interest. It's legal. 
In fact, there's been a repeal of regulations that restricted this type of activity. It's very likely you received a letter from a doctor's office to suggest that you enroll in a particular Medicare Advantage plan. The issue is that the profits to not only the Medicare Advantage plan, but also to the individual doctors improve if you join a plan and to make things worse is that the doctor's office or practice can have an incentive, an inherent financial incentive for recommending a particular course of action. Candidly speaking, I'd rather that this kind of line were more distinct, that it wasn't so blurry. Among lots of other reasons that I don't think that getting financial advice from physicians is a great idea, don't call me a hater, my late father is medical doctor. The issue is that I want you to have the peace of mind that the medical advice that you're getting from the medical expert is in fact in your best interest. While I'd love to say that that's going to be the case in every situation, the fact of the matter is there can be powerful financial incentives otherwise. I'm not the only person to make this point. You can see it deep in the weeds of think tanks and their articles and things like that. So I'm here to try to translate it for you. It's complicated, but the way these medical practice organizations work, the incentives that exist, the skeptical will suggest that the treatment being prescribed is to specialists that are also in network, which create greater profits to the insurance company, as well as to the doctor. This is all legal. It goes back to the first point that I made, which is that Medicare Advantage Carrier runs the show. And now you can see some of the powerful implications. Do I think this matters? It is my thought that you don't take Medicare guidance from a healthcare provider of any sort. Sorry. Now, this is going to make me pretty unpopular, right? And it's going to be very close to biting the hand that feeds me. Since I'm a broker, since we deal with all of these Medicare Advantage plans, Part D plans, Medigap carriers around the country. But you can understand the financial incentive here is so powerful on a market that is 63 million people. What ends up happening is if the total costs to the Medicare system are low, because the Medicare Advantage plan has saved it money, then the Medicare Advantage plan can get payment bonuses. And now you can see how complicated, how complicated the web is. This is the oversimplified version, but now you can understand prior authorization required. Does the consumer really care about these nuances? Well, for me, that depends on your particular situation, how valuable your network flexibility needs to be to address your situation, how valuable the marginal extra dollar in premium means to your household financial situation. One thing's for certain, the degree of competition in Medicare Advantage will not decline. It is a one-way train with no breaks. You will continue to get advertisements. You will continue to see commercials. You will continue to get mail. Medicare is complicated because of all of the moving parts. It doesn't get easier because of all of the noise, the different opinions that you hear, read, see, etc. I don't get to cover it all in its entirety. 
Our society doesn't have the attention span in order for me to cover every last point to the degree that I can. Not even close. I'm trying to give you bite-sized morsels so they don't overwhelm you. That doesn't mean that this particular video or any of the videos that I've released are the complete solution. I don't believe that you can get the complete solution in fragments. So while this isn't a pity party, you can understand the challenge here, which is that I'm going to give you the 10 minute video. No problem. That doesn't mean in 10 minutes you can get a full understanding. You can watch this video once. You can watch it again. Watch it a third time. Watch other videos, which I'm sure you've done or will do. Be sure to subscribe to the channel. In addition to that, we've got Jay's Corner. The link is in the text below. It's a free newsletter. There's actually a separate YouTube channel. Remember I was telling you about the crazy world of social media and how people get their information out in the public now? The issue is here that everyone's trying to put you in different silos, pigeonhole you. Now, they're not my rules. I don't get to change the rules. I wouldn't have the rules set up this way if I, if I could. Because as you could hear from this video, just thinking about healthcare services is one topic. But now you've got a lot of other topics because now that premium of $1,500 difference between Medigap and Medicare Advantage, this now matters a great deal. It changes retirement plans. You're married. You're not sure which one to choose. Then you may have a particular health situation which makes it more likely that you require healthcare services. And on and on it goes. The ripple effects reach much more than just simple understanding of Medicare Advantage. And for that, we've got Jay's Corner. It's simply that people have not taken the time to fully understand the implications. Crazy people write books about this.